0: back to another edition of the PagCast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Sioux City Musketeers forward, Ben Poitras. Ben, welcome to the PagCast. Thank you again for coming on.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, Michael, for having me.
0: Uh, as I like to open up the interviews, I always give the guests a chance to tell me how they've been doing recently. So how have you been doing recently?
1: Yeah, I've been doing well. Um, obviously, the season ended. Um, A couple weeks ago so uh, I've been yeah I've been relaxing I've been to uh, love the Jays hat I've been to a bunch of games so um, yeah I've been just kind of relaxing and taking a little downtime right now.
0: Is that how you usually spend your off seasons you know because you're kind of from the Toronto area Uh, are you like is that kind of your go-to off-season activity?
1: Yeah yeah for sure I mean obviously other than training uh, training during the week I always love going to other than I would say golf is probably one of my big things too but yeah going to Jays games and Hang around the ballpark is for sure something I do quite often.
0: Do you like the new renovations?
1: Yeah, I do. It's actually funny you say that. I was uh, I was at the game um, two two days ago against the against the Orioles, and uh, I checked it out. I actually really like it. Yeah.
0: Well, I also really like the how they boosted up the right field bullpens. You're just throwing chirps at the opponent. You're in their head. It is a mental warfare out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really is. Yeah.
0: And also another thing that I do like about the renovations, and I didn't find this out until a couple of games later, because I went to the original homestand, and I went to a few with my dad, and you get free candy at Park Social. I just never clued into that.
1: That's interesting you say that. Yeah, I actually, uh, that's funny you say that. i d- I did not know about that. <laughs> yeah, like at
0: Park Social, they have bags of candy and you can just take them for free.
1: Yeah, I might, I might have to uh, I might have to do that next time I'm there. That's fine.
0: Yeah, go check it out because it's the only free thing that <laughs> that's there at the game.
1: Yeah, especially with uh especially with how uh how the food prices are going here at the at the Rogers Center nowadays. Yeah.
0: So, getting into your story a bit here, was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after?
1: Yeah, I mean there was a couple. So I'm uh I'm actually so I'm from Montreal. I'm I'm a big Habs guy, but um. So I used to be actually a big Alex Galchenyuk guy uh, back in the day when he was quite a long time ago when he was doing pretty well with the Habs. But um, pretty recently, I'm more I've been looking at Elias Lindholm from uh, from the Flames and Sebastian Aho are two guys. Yeah, I like to uh, kind of look look at, look at and model my game after. Well, you must be getting a
0: good look at Sebastian Aho. I mean, look, the Canes play game two tonight, game three, sorry, uh, against Florida. So obviously, their deep playoff run. You've yep. gotten a great you know chance to watch his highlights
1: yeah no exactly yeah he's uh I'm pretty lucky to uh to uh have, have have him as a as a model yeah I I love to watch him
0: and it and you know I'm a Habs fan too so when we kind of signed Sebastian Ajo to the offer sheet it was looking pretty good for a week until they matched it so I won't lie
1: yeah it's funny you bring that up yeah yeah that those were interesting times I wasn't I wasn't too uh too pleased with how much mon- money we were offering him but you know whatever
0: you know what could have been, right? What could have been?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, who influenced you to get into hockey?
1: Yeah, I'd probably say my parents. You know, I uh I was being from Montreal, hockey such a big sport up there, and um yeah, you know, starting off uh just playing on backyard rinks and kind of just not even hockey, but just kind of skating. I remember um some brief kind of vivid memories, but um kind of my dad. Yeah, I would say he's probably the biggest guy. Just um you know, just out in the backyard rink, and that's kind of how it all started. So you're always
0: mentioning being from Montreal. Did you have season tickets to the Habs?
1: Um, so I, so I, I grew up uh, in Montreal till I was about seven. So I, I, no, I'm not entirely sure. I don't think so. But we, we would usually go to games. Um, when we moved to Toronto, it's funny. We, I'm a Habs fan, but we did have uh, season tickets to the Leafs. So mm-hmm. we, I would always make sure I'm going to the Leafs Habs uh, rivalry games there. But um. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so because when the Habs completed the comeback against the Leafs
1: right that was so
0: monumental so historic I got the it was 3-1 shirt yeah yeah <laughs> like that I had to get that it yeah. was it was a must, um, yeah. and I have that somewhere in my dresser um but yeah it it is I love the Habs um I went to one game this past season, it was Habs and Kraken, and with you know i I took the train to Montreal, so I took the train you know five six hour ride to watch them get shut out on home ice, and I was like sick,
1: yeah yeah i have uh I still have a lot of family there in Montreal, so <laughs> i take those trains too that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it must be fun, you know, growing up in such a hockey-crazed city.
1: No, yeah, 100%. I mean, um, and especially, you know, having such a historic franchise in Montreal there with the Habs. um, Yeah, I was pretty fortunate growing up there.
0: What do you remember from their deep playoff run?
1: Um, I don't know. So (laughs) the one a couple of years ago, I actually, the one, I believe it was game four, um, in Montreal, I actually made made the trip down with my dad. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun. We went to the one game they won, but um, you know, that was that was a special run. It was pretty fun to uh, to follow along.
0: I, I mean, I was always trying to go out with friends and watch the games as much as possible because I knew that with the state of the franchise, the way it was, we were never going to get something like this for another few years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with uh, you know, kind of the the rebuild. Let's say um, there's, yeah, it was especially the timing. Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
0: So now you didn't play much in the Canadian hockey system. Most of your hockey is played in the states. Uh, how did you come to that decision?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. Yeah. So I would say I believe it was it was when COVID shut down. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of kind of um, a lot of things up in the air, and um, it was actually that time where I kind of started exploring kind of that prep school route and um, and kind of yeah going up and leaving, uh, leaving, especially it was my OHL draft year. So, um, those were really, um, kind of interesting and tough times. Cause obviously I wanted to play that year. So, um, yeah, I started kind of researching schools with my parents and, and, um, kind of starting to understand what that whole kind of U S prep school, USHL kind of college route and how that whole path was, um, and yeah, it was it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Kind of leaving uh, leaving Toronto, Ontario, especially being like I said, an Ontario guy with the OHL having such a um, being such kind of a, a, the main path for for kids here. So um, yeah, I, that that was I was really lucky to uh, to have made that right decision for me.
0: Well, you were probably just looking for certainty, right? Because the OHL always kept saying we're going to play on this date, this date, and this date, but they never did. They never played a single game. So it's kind of frustrating for you guys trying to look for spots to play. And you're just like, yeah, I have to go to the States.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And it's yeah. Even coming off that, um, that my OHL draft year. So I was at Salzer, which is a prep school in, uh, in new England. Um, a really, really good one with uh, a lot of talent that's gone through there. So, um, yeah, I went there. We were lucky enough to actually play, I believe 10 or 12 games that year. Um, I'm not sure if there were official games or not, but we actually played Avon Old Farms um, about 8 to 10 times that year, which was a lot. But, um, yeah, we were lucky to even get, get in games where where guys here in uh, in Toronto and Ontario hardly played. So, yeah, it was extremely lucky. Yeah, well, I mean, for the OHL guys, their
0: only time to play was really for the U18s, um, or they signed a contract with a Sweden team, right? That's how Correct. difficult it was.
1: Yep, yep. A bunch of guys went overseas, yep. Yeah.
0: When the pandemic was in full effect, how did you adapt your game to the circumstances?
1: Yeah, I mean, there were so many things, like you said, that um, that were kind of up in the air. I mean, <laughs> even to to guys wearing uh, wearing fish bowls and, and masks under whatever that was. But um, you know, you just uh, even with, during those times, you just kind of to um, be comfortable with, with uh, being uncomfortable, right? Having so many changes and things up in the air, you just kind of had to go with the flow, type thing.
0: Before joining Sioux City, like you mentioned, you played with Salisbury School. Uh, how did prep school, how did that kind of help with your development?
1: Yeah, it was, I have nothing but great things to say about um, about prep school. Like I said, I went to Salisbury. It was a um, really prestigious program up in New England. Um, Andrew Will was our coach. I think he's been there for um, 10 or 12 years, so he's been there for a really long time. Um, like I said, there was, there's been a lot of really good talent that's um, that's gone through there, and and the one thing I really like about prep school is like you said, the development piece to it. Um, I mean, every day kind of just skating, working out, obviously you got the school piece to it, but having the rink and everything on campus is, um, is such a neat thing to have. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, I would say it was a really good two years there for me.
0: At what point during the season, did you get the feeling that the USHL was the next step for you?
1: Yeah. So I, I actually left, um, like I said, during COVID. So usually, usually guys, I'd say we'd go into prep school kind of junior, senior year. So I'm um, the only, only go in for one or two years, but, um, with COVID me being me leaving a year early, um, I, yeah, I was there for two years. So I was, I, I came in as my soft in my sophomore year. Then I spent my sophomore and junior year and kind of after my junior year, I think, um, I was, I, th- I personally thought I was ready to make the next step. Um, and especially being my, um, my NHL draft year this year, I just thought um, that would be kind of the best place for me to um, to take kind on of my next steps and um, achieve what I want to achieve.
0: And, how, and what was that jump like going from prep school to the USHL? Because guys are a lot faster, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> the USHL nowadays and that whole college route in Americans, uh, it's starting to get starting to get legit. There's just a lot of, lot of really good guys there. So, um, yeah, prep school, I would say, is... Um, it learned, it, it kind of gets you ready to playing with older guys. So there, there are some older guys and then kind of bigger bodies there. So, um, physically it wasn't that big of a jump, but yeah, definitely the speed, uh, and kind of decision-making is definitely something that, um, was something right yet to adjust to.
0: And with, you know, the USHL hosting or, well, yeah, I guess we'd be hosting with you the right word. Like a lot of NHL draft prospects go through that route. So it must help to to get you prepared for the NHL given that, right.
1: Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and like I said, I think the, the kind of the way um, college hockey and then kind of that whole route is, is, is going through. And um, yeah, I think the, there's really, really good talent there. And um, I think it just gets you ready for, for that next step.
0: How did you end up joining the Sioux city Musketeers?
1: Yeah. um, So I was, I I was drafted. uh, I was drafted by Sagan on the OHL. And then when I, Um, I honestly didn't even know about the USHL really until like I would say a couple months before the draft and I think I got drafted by Youngstown there um, near the end of the draft and then um, there was a lot of kind of uncertainty and changes throughout that organization when I was there a couple years ago and um, I ended up being uh, being picked up by Sioux City which was uh, which was extremely lucky to uh, to be part of of that really really good organization obviously um, having um, kind of you know, Luke Strand, which was the head coach at the time now, um, is the Minnesota state, uh, head coach just got announced a couple, couple weeks ago, I believe. And then even Andy Johnson, the GM that, um, kind of, I talked to a lot and the guy that recruited me, he's now with, uh, LA, um, as a scout in the NHL. So, um, it was, you know, I was really lucky to, to have been picked up by them and, um, yeah, I had a really good year this year. So,
0: well i mean let's talk about the year you guys had last year though you guys won the clark cup uh, how would you characterize that run
1: yeah it was it was unbelievable i mean i so after my prep school season um i i left to uh left for i think it was a month or two and and left to go to sioux city kind of finish finish the year with them and um, i only got to play a couple games but um kind of being with the team and um kind of just taking it all in right from from a clark cup winning team was unbelievable just kind of understanding what it takes um to win at that level especially but um being with the guys and, and kind of going through that whole process of the end of the regular season to going through that whole playoff run was um it was unbelievable
0: yeah like you mentioned that you didn't play you know as as much during that clark cup run but how did you learn given that you weren't on the ice all that much
1: yeah i mean i think there's so many things to i honestly think i probably learned more right because Um, I, I just had my eyes peeled and, and just kind of listened and taken and I I tried to take as much information, um, as I could from, um, I'd be in all the meetings, obviously still kind of on that side of it, but, um, yeah, the games that I dressed and even just kind of looking from afar from, uh, when I wasn't playing, but, um, yeah, just trying to take it as much as I can. And, and yeah, that whole playoff run, I was, I was really lucky to be a part of. What do you remember about that playoff run? If
0: anything sticks out?
1: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I know there was a couple, uh, there was a couple, um, really close ones. Like I, I remember that Waterloo series when, um, I think we, I believe we won the first game, lost the second one. So it was a tied series and the USHL playoffs are pretty interesting. Like that was, it was a best of three. So next game I had to win it all. So there was a couple of times where our series were on the line and, um, you know, I'd turn around to my, to my, uh, to my other teammates and be like, holy, like we might be out like in like after t- today, like it's pretty crazy. So, um, those, there's a couple of moments like that, but, um, just kind of, um, yeah, going through those type of moments. And then, um, the, the finals, the, when we were in Madison, which I believe they were a fifth seed, which was pretty crazy that they ended up, um, knocking off a couple teams and making it to the finals that that series was, I remember pretty vividly. So that was pretty crazy too.
0: And Madison last year was an absolute, like, if, you know, it felt like they weren't really a fifth seed, you know what I mean? Like they played way yep. better than that.
1: Right. A hundred percent. And they had, they had, it was funny. We were, we would, we talk about them um, quite a bit. They had a really, really, really skilled um, fast team. Um, so it was definitely a hard matchup, but um, like I said, we had a, we had a really, really good team too. So um, yeah, we did, we did a good job trying to play against them.
0: Well, it seemed like you guys kind of pulled it off with the winning highs, you know, like you said all the series before you guys were kind of on the line and that gives that extra adrenaline boost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
0: This season, you had 37 points in 61 games. What did you focus on coming into this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like we just talked about, I think kind of getting that and grabbing that experience from last year and bringing it to this year and kind of knowing what it takes to, to succeed at this level was something I tried to, uh, tried to implement right away in my game at the start. Um, and yeah, throughout the year, obviously, um, trying to block out, obviously, the noise and kind of all that kind of stuff especially this year being my draft year with so many things going on, especially me still being, this was my last year of, of high school, obviously. So dealing with that too, there was kind of a lot of things going on, but um, I think learning trying to, to block out the noise and trying to, to focus on every day and trying to develop was probably something that um, I, I tried to do. It must be really difficult to manage the stress
0: of draft rankings that, you know, cause you, as much as you want to block it out, they're there. Right. Plus you yep. have to finish off school and you're playing hockey at the same time.
1: Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Like you said, yeah, there's, like you just mentioned, there's a lot, a lot of things up in the air and kind of going on. So, especially on a day to day basis. So, um, yeah, just trying to, when I tried to stay in the moment and kind of go through kind of each part of my day and try to uh, do everything as I could, um, as best as I could, right. So that's kind of all I did.
0: Let's talk about the rankings for just a second. I have one question about it. How did you make sure that the rankings were kind of at the back of your head so it didn't affect your on-ice play?
1: Yeah, I mean, like like you said, they're they're always there, and um, as much as you try to block it out, like, there's always a part of you that um, likes to, obviously, you look at them like you kind of know what's going on, but um, yeah, just trying to block it out, and and as much as you can, um, try to try to ignore it is, is kind of all you can do.
0: And, you know, like I have a family text conversation, right. And I'm sure a lot of people do. So my, my point there is like you kind of just want to ignore that text, you know, yeah. push it aside till, you know, September, I don't care what number I get drafted
1: at. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, especially now the season's over. So, um, I mean, whatever happens in June happens in June. For me, it's just trying to take, take each day and, 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 and kind of, it, it doesn't change how I approach each day in terms of uh, my training and my development. So, yeah.
0: Why do you wear number 71?
1: That's a good question. Um, there's not, there's actually not a specific answer to that. I mean, last year, obviously being at Salisbury for most of the year, prep will you, you're forced, like we can't have high numbers. So, um, I wore 18 there, which, um, was eight, I, I wore 18 growing up, um, mostly with the rebels. And then even before that, um, just kind of threw out minor hockey. And then, yeah, this year, um, I don't, I kind of wanted a high number cause I wasn't allowed to get one at Salisbury. So yeah. Not well, long. you had to change something up, right? Yeah, exactly. There wasn't a specific meaning or anything, but yeah.
0: You mentioned, you know, golf is kind of like your favorite off ice activity there. Uh, I assume it's pretty competitive with your friends, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. It uh I I play with my buddies and and with family a lot, so um yeah, it gets I'm pretty competitive so on the course, but yeah, I, it's definitely fun on that side of it.
0: What or who has been the hardest player that you've had to defend and why?
1: Um just kind of anyone in the USHL or yeah. throughout the year. Yeah, um I mean there's there's a bunch, there's a bunch of really good players um on top of my head here I'm not obviously with I think Waterloo is uh is a team we played a lot this year being uh such a they had a really really skilled and, and talented team and I think they had a lot of NHL draft picks too um off the top of my head probably Sam Renzel he was he was actually a first rounder out of Chicago I believe this year um and he's just yeah he's a really smooth skater he's a big guy um yeah it's it's not fun to play against him I also had the chance
0: to interview Sam, uh, but yeah, he's a, uh, he's a really skilled defender and there's yeah. a reason he went first round.
1: A hundred percent. And yeah, I know, I think, uh, guys probably, um, say otherwise, I mean, some get that you know, cause I, I believe he played most of the year in high school last year, but yeah, he's, he's a, uh, he's a really, really solid defender.
0: Where is your favorite vacation spot?
1: Um, favorite vacation spot. I'd probably have to say, uh, Turks and Caicos I've been there a couple times um water's really nice I'm a big beach guy and uh yeah it's really nice up there
0: I've never been there um but like the place so I've been to Florida a bunch Florida's a great spot yep. uh I've been to Ottawa a bunch I love Ottawa uh really a great like a lot of fun attractions there
1: yep 100% yeah I uh I actually I've been to Ottawa I mean for there was a couple tournaments growing up there too but um yeah I actually like Ottawa's a city too what about your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Um, I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, obviously, Outer Banks was out a couple months ago. I finished that new se- that new season. Um, I've actually watched a lot. Uh, I'm a big TV show guy. Uh, I'd probably have to say Money Heist, though. I don't know if you watch watched really? that. It's a bit of one um, not many people know, but um, yeah, that's, I'm a big Money Heist guy. So I'm a big Outer Banks guy. Same with stranger things. Those two, when they come out, I finish it in a day. Like let's be real. Stranger things is something I watch too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for reality TV, I'm a big survivor guy. Uh, Reality TV is not kind of the medium now. Uh, A lot of it's on Netflix, Amazon prime. Right. Um, But uh, yeah, those three shows are my go-to for sure.
1: Yeah. I like those.
0: Uh, And as we're closing off this interview here, do you have any advice for younger hockey players?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would just say, uh, Especially with how kind of minor hockey's going nowadays, I mean, just I would say enjoy it. like it goes by really fast. Um, so yeah, enjoy it. kind of focus on just kind of getting better every day. I mean, there's so many things and and people, um, especially minor hockey in Toronto, Ontario, kind of um, being so chaotic and there's just so many things going on and um, people telling you this, like just there's so many things going. On. I would just say, um, yeah, just just trying to get try to get better every day and enjoy it. it goes by fast.
0: Well, I'd like to thank again, Ben Poitras, for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Ben.
1: Thank you, Michael. Thank you. (laughs)